Yeah, uh, showing windows whose boss is a uh, highly technical skill, apparently. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I've never had much trouble with it, but I recognize that other people do, so mm. I recognize my windows privilege. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. Yeah. So we can start off with uh, TV news here, or we can start off with cat news. What do you think? Uh, cats. All right. So Cinnamon, my cat, she is a good kitty. She's very nice. She's good with the kids. She doesn't really bite us anymore, which is wonderful. Mm. She loves the outside with all of her heart. Uh, whenever I get home from work, the first thing she does is she meows at me and drags me over to the back door and says, let me out there, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the summer months, it was fine. We let her out there. She'd hang out for a couple hours, come to the door, and meow, and we'd let her back in. It was fine. We should probably get, honestly, a cat door, but whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the winter, I'm really a lot more careful about this because I don't want her to stay out there because she was, still wants to go out. <laughs> Even when there's like three feet of snow on the ground, she goes out there and hangs out for a much shorter time. But I'm just worried that she's going to get out there and like get stuck in something and die. So I'm a lot more careful with it. I check on her more frequently, make sure I can see where she is, and... Etc. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's been going on for about a month now. It's been really cold for about four weeks. And a, a couple nights ago, I let her out. And I was just normal. Checked on her. Could see her. Checked on her. Could see her. Checked on her. Couldn't see her. And I'm like, uh-oh. So <laughs> I go out and I call her. And about half the time, she'll come when I call. And she'll come inside. Mm -hmm. uh, half the time, I have to go hunting for her. Which, you know, cat behavior. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I go out looking for her. Can't find her in any of her hiding spaces. She's not under the deck. She's not over in this bush she likes to hang out in. She's not over under this part of the house. She's not anywhere. And I'm like, Ugh, this is not good at all. So I was like, maybe one of the kids let her in and I didn't notice. So I looked all through the house. And the kids are all asleep at this point. So I'm checking in their rooms while they're asleep, like trying not to wake them up. We'll also like checking to make sure that Cinnamon's not in the bed with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't find her anywhere at all. And so I go, I'm calling her and calling her and looking everywhere. Can't find her. And I'm like, oh, crap. She's dead. She's frozen to death. <laughs> I mean, it was like mm, zero degrees Celsius, maybe two, right? So it's okay. cold, but not like stupid amounts of cold like you can get here sometimes. Okay. Uh, like sometimes we're talking, I mean, not minus 10, minus 15 Celsius, right? So it's cold sometimes. This is not what this is. Anyway, it was enough that I was really worried. But uh -huh. it reaches the point where I'm like, I don't, what else can I do? I don't know what else to do. I've called her and called her and called her and called her. And I've checked every 30 minutes to make sure she's not at the back door and she's not somewhere else. I've gone around. So I just like went to bed like at midnight, just super worried about her and just worried sick. Right. So that was not right. a good time. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning I wake up at like 6:30, and she's at the back door and <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, hey, I'm like, hey, and she comes in and she's fine. Like, she doesn't seem super cold, like she'd been out there overnight. So I don't know if, like, someone else picked her up and brought her inside their house and let her stay there and then just, like, let her out in the morning or what. <laughs> that must have been what happened because I don't, I don't know what else could have happened there. But Clearly, she built herself an igloo to maintain <laughs> heat and slept there. Yes, clearly she used her opposable thumbs to build a shelter of some kind. Well, I mean, and, uh, she could have just like dug a hole, hole in the snow. I'm not expecting like great architectural work, but you know. I, I suppose <laughs> that would work. Anyway, no idea where she was to this, <laughs> uh, to this day. No idea where she was. She vanished on me. Mm. So uh, I've been a lot more careful about letting her out after dark at this point. I figure daytime hours, I think it's a little bit better, but mm -hmm. once it's dark, I'm just like, no more outside excursion, Cinnamon. Sorry, I know it sucks inside the house, but gotta do it for safety reasons. Time for a GPS tracker on the color, I think. Well, I mean, she's chipped. Yeah, but that's not uh, GPS. It's not GPS. That's true. <laughs> How much does that cost? I have no idea. Me neither. Maybe I could get one of those, like, Bluetooth tile things. Sure. Uh, have you seen those before? It's just like no. a little plastic thing with a Bluetooth thing embedded in it. You put them on your keys, and then you can use an app to find where they are. 
Ah, I agree. I don't know what the effective ranges that is. Like, if she's, you know, two houses over, would it show me where she? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I'll look into that. That might be a good idea. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, mm. we did actually introduce a new pets channel in the Discord. So if you'd mm. like to join the Discord server and post pictures of your pets and we'll ooh and ah over them, you can do that now. Yep. Which Somicron has taken advantage of already, I noticed. Yeah, I put a picture of my cat. Yeah, it's a very Being nice very photo. very annoyed that I wake her up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cat didn't sign up to be a runway model. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so my cat is not dead. Very pleased to report that information. Uh, I don't know, man. How much, how much would a cat door be? I mean, technically, a cat door is just a hole. So, I don't know. Do you have a saw? Well, I don't just want to make a hole because, again, it's zero degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> ah, potato, potato. Yeah. Okay, a hole. It can't be that much. Two nails and a piece of blanket, right? <laughs> again, zero degrees outside. Yeah, 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 I don't think a blanket, blanket has incredible cold. insulation properties, man. Uh, I think it'll be enough. I mean, it looks like you can get a kit off of Amazon for like 20 bucks. So, not bad. Hmm, fair enough. Maybe I'll just do that. We'll see. I'll have some free time this month. I have some time to take off. Because okay. my company has the whole use it or lose it time off policy. So, mm -hmm. I am getting like 28 hours off in December. Which seems like a lot, but whatever. <laughs> it's either that or nothing. And again, it's a ghost town anyway. True. So, either I'm in the office... Wishing people that I needed to be there for my job were there, or I'm at home. Hmm. Seems like being at home would be better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're doing that. Okay. Here, yeah. any uh, any pet or cat information on your side of the pond? Uh, I've not seen my cat today. Okay. Yep. <laughs> or uh, in like the last week, I think. Ah, do you have a cat door? Is your cat solely an outside no. cat? The cat does not like to come inside. does like, on occasion, but we can't get it to, like, fully move in. Gotcha. No, that's fair. We'd, okay. We would like it to, because there's four dogs that sometimes get let out in the backyard, and with the impending smoke clouds and ashes, like, everywhere from all the bushfires and stuff oh. nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would like to get her inside, but she seems perfectly happy, happy sleeping under the house, so... Okay, I guess not much ash can reach her there, I suppose. Yeah, hope not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dying from ash inhalation is probably a bad way to go. It's probably pretty bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, good luck to both of our cats. May they not either freeze to death or die from ash inhalation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How are the bushfires going? Under control? Out of control? Moving in on Melbourne? Melbourne? I have no idea. I think it ages away from Melbourne. Oh, I don't know where they are at all, man. What city are they closest to? Sydney. <laughs> ah, moving in on Sydney. That'd be bad. Like, Melbourne's not even the right state. <laughs> I don't... Look, I told you. I don't know anything other than there are bushfires. The end. It's like you saying, oh, man, it's cold here. I'm like, really? What temperature is it in Oklahoma? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It is try. like that. <laughs> what do you mean, try? Is Melbourne <laughs> a legitimate place for bushfires to exist? Uh, Victoria is not Melbourne. Melbourne's a city. There wouldn't be a I, bush to burn in a city. I didn't say in the city. Sydney's also you, a city. And you said Sydney is the closest to the bushfires. Closest to, but because yeah. you're asking for the closest city. But not right? threatened but you, by at all. I mean, they've got smoke covering everything. But I mean, right? you've done a good job clearing the bush in the areas around your cities, so they can't actually get to the cities. Well, cause, I mean, they could because they fire will burn houses and buildings just as much as trees. Like okay. Could... <laughs> so when I say Melbourne may be threatened by bushfires, and you're like, "You idiot! That's not even possible." What you mean is that's entirely possible. In the terms of, is it theoretically possible? Yes. Okay, great. That's all I wanted. But by these fires, probably not, since they're yep. not in that state. <laughs> I get that. Hundred percent. Understood. Yeah. Thank you for educating me. About there, the location of their bushfires in all Australia. Right, all, right, all right, hold on. There's there's a handy little service called, if I just Google fires near me, Ooh. right? Uh-huh. And then I scroll down to the appropriate link. 
I will send it to you. And then you can see where all the fires are in Australia. But if it's near me, I'm not near the fires. Right, so but just zoom do? in near Sydney, right? This just shows and you the whole map. Yeah. And <laughs> fires near me is like, here's the whole country. <laughs> Figure it out, scrub. Right. I figured it'd you, be like, based on your location, here are yes, the fires. It, you, there's a tiny little thing in the corner that says, use my location. Use my right. location. Click. Right. It's like, it's like you, thinking, <laughs> thinking. Like, we don't know about any fires in snowy Utah at the moment. Thinking, thinking. Oh my gosh, it did work. Did it find your location? Found my location and said there are one emergency warnings and 93 other incidents outside of your current view of the map. <laughs> all right just all go right, to fine. sydney yeah 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 i'm back uh yeah what the why is there a weird overlay what's happening it wiggles what do you mean what? it wiggles there's this like ah i went to the ocean hold on a second you went to the ocean well though i did oh all right i don't know this is like an overlay of like Nationally protected lands or something? I don't know what you clicked on to get an overlay. Well, so you have Google Maps, and you have little blue fires and yellow fires and red fires everywhere. Yes. And then you also have these darker green areas that look like counties or something. You don't the, see this? Uh, okay, so let's... Okay, so... Um, well, I'm going to try and guess, like, where you're looking at. Where did Sydney go? Because I zoomed off it. Like, it's all up and down the coast. If you zoom in far enough, you start seeing these little, uh... Oh, if I zoom in, like, far enough? Yeah, so like, you zoom mean? in. Just zoom in. Give give around. me a city, because I'll find it. Uh, Loriton. 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 Uh, Port Macquarie. Um, Port Macquarie. Okay, I know Port Macquarie. Macquarie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you zoom in on Port Macquarie. <laughs> I don't know what it is you're seeing. Okay. Are you, okay, hold on. All right. I found Port Macquarie, right? Mm -hmm. Are you talking about the dark? Yeah. The, the, the darker like green The shaded areas. bits. The shaded, the shaded bits. bit that's in, a ra that's in like random configurations? Yes. That's the fire. That's where it's burning. Okay. So those areas are on fire. Yes. Holy crap. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't even think that because they're huge. Yes. You have a lot of lot of fire, Somicron. Yes. Okay. So let's see. Where did Sydney go? Sydney. Sydney is slightly south of Port Macquarie. Ah, I found it. Yep. So we're like not spitting distance. No, that's a good couple hours drive. Yeah. But it's enough for the smoke to roll through. For um, sure. So over like uh, the last weekend. So I'm okay. So if you're looking at Sydney to like directly what would be west, you see Katoomba and there's like a little fire there. Okay. Yeah. So I, I live about halfway between Sydney and that point, right? Okay. Gotcha. Right. And yeah. for the weekend, I decided to drive. Well, I didn't drive. My brother drove. Um, slightly north to through like Richmond, Karajong, Bilpin, all that area. Until mm -hmm. we got to a place called Lithgow for like a family thing, and there was smoke everywhere. That sounds <laughs> we, gross. We got nice and close to the. Uh, oh yeah, slightly north. Yeah. I found Lithgow. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yep. That's Holy where we went. Nowheresville, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The town is very small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were there for um, my granddad's 80th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I had a, uh, me and my brother stayed at a very, very cheap motel. Mm -hmm. Of course. Uh, because sense. we didn't want to drive back at like whatever o'clock at night. The, it was so cheap, the door did not lock. What? <laughs> they gave us a key, but one time we, we went to la uh, leave for something uh, and we tried to lock the door. We just like, well, pushed the door open and it just popped open. Okay, I thought you meant, like, it didn't have a lock on it. And I was like, dang. No, it had a lock. The lock just didn't do anything. Right. Which is a tiny, tiny bit better, I suppose. A tiny bit better, except practically just as bad. Yeah, not great. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fantastic. 
Yeah. Well, I'm I, glad I, you didn't get murdered. It's nice. I did not get murdered. Mm. I did... Uh, so after, like, the party, uh, one of my cousins, Ruben, invited us to, like, the workers' club for drinks and stuff and play some yeah. Of course. Yeah. So we were walking the exit. It's a small town. You can walk everywhere. And we're having drinks. We actually met one of my other cousins there, Les. Uh, he was, like, meeting some friends and stuff. And we're drinking. We're having fun. And a random couple comes up to us in the club. And they're like, oh, we wanted to, like, can we sit in and join you guys and all talk and stuff? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, you're welcome. And she, like, the, the woman in this couple... The guy was okay. She was a nightmare. Like, like uh, crazy. Like belligerent and oh. kind of an asshole, right? Yeah. Like for a joke, she was asking every. Well, okay, not for a joke. She was asking where everyone was, and for a joke, I said, "Well, I'm from Shanghai." Uh huh. Right. Which everyone who knew me there laughed at because, like, my brother's there, and he's like, "Yeah, ha ha ha, he's from Shanghai." And she goes, oh, really? And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm from Shanghai. And she goes, oh. But hold on. And then my brother, like, clues her in that. Because she was, like, confused that, that I could come from Shanghai. Right? So she's belligerent and gullible? That's a fantastic combination. Well, she, she was drunk. So. Oh, okay. Um, my brother, I'm like, no, 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 he's my brother. I'm from Blacktown as well. All right? And she's like, oh, okay, okay. Um. And this is a small town. One of the other people that she asked where you're from said Lithgow, the town they were in. And she goes, no, but where? <laughs> and you're like, Lithgow has like 5,000 people in it. What is wrong with you? Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 Lithgow, the town you're in now. Like, I was born 200 meters down the street in the hospital. She goes, no, but, no, but where are you from? And all the time she's going, oh, but I'm from Sydney. And I'm like, okay, but where in Sydney? Because Sydney's actually a big place. Yeah, that makes lots sense. lots of places you could come from. Mm-hmm. So... She was, she was being kind of mean, but then after she gets clued in that I'm not from Shanghai, uh, she goes, oh, so does that mean you want an Asian wife? I'm like, I think you're <laughs> reading too much into that joke. And she goes, no, you should be proud of where you come from. The Chinese want to come here and take everything, and Australia's great, right? And I'm like, holy crap, what did I step into? What did you begin? <laughs> Is there anti-Chinese sentiment there, too? Um, not in, like, in Australia or in Lithgow? In Australia. Uh, yeah, definitely, because she, uh, like, I don't know, lot, like, lots of people are racist in Australia. It's yeah, very, racist, very casually racist. Most of the people, like, in Lithgow, I would say not, because there's, I think, we walked through the entire town, I think there was one Chinese place, <laughs> like, and it's that's... like, oh, they do Chinese food, and it's, you know, from what I hear, it's okay. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, mm. There are many, many towns in the U.S. that have zero Chinese restaurants. So, I mean, mm. I think yeah. one is Chinese not bad, good, honestly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, this is a relatively poor town with a very aging population. And my one of my cousins uh, was trying to be polite and saying, this isn't the right town or place to bring up how much money you have. Mm-hmm. Because she was like, oh... I want to move here because there's no problems. There's none of those foreigners, blah, 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 toning it down. <laughs> and she goes, I've got a $9 million profile, uh, like pro- property profile. And my cousin's like, no, 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 this isn't the right place. That's nice for you, but don't bring that up around these people. And she's like, yeah, but I'm moving here, right? Oh. I was like, that, do- that doesn't mean anything. She's like, oh, God. It was a terrible, terrible interaction. Yeah, sounds like just a bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm actually curious now. <laughs> okay. Spent your time in a small town where the door didn't lock in your motel room and you talked to a drunk girl a lot. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How's your grandpa holding up? Doing all right? He's doing okay. Good. Yep. Um, I was going to say, I wonder, what, I wonder what the least racist country in the world is. Um, right? Because, hmm. like, again, we've talked about this. Through human evolution, the best way to stay alive was to be incredibly racist. Just basically, if somebody looked different than you, then they weren't part of your tribe, and you murdered them or defended yourself against them, right? Sure. And But it's just that at this point in 2019, it doesn't serve us anything, but we're still wired that way. And so that's why racism exists. Ta-da! Mm. So I'm not saying you can't overcome it. Obviously, you can. But 
just, I don't know, just wondering if there is a country that is the least racist. Have they done studies on this? I did find a Washington Post article, uh, oh. a fascinating map of the world's most and least racially tolerant countries. Ooh, I wonder how they measured that. Uh, that's a good point. Um, but they list basically a lot of North America, Australia, Europe as being zero to point. Uh, zero to four point nine percent of um, share, shared an answer when people of another race went asked to pick from groups of who they would not want as na- neighbors. Oh, so basically, okay. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. So sorry, where yeah. did Australia, North America, and Europe rate? Um, zero to four point nine percent as basically the best um, bracket. Like that's hmm. the least racist you could be, and I would say Australia is very casually racist. Mm. but rarely, like, actively racist, right? Yeah. We're not, like, I don't know. It's very strange to see people, like, on the street, but literally, like, being cunts to, you know, black people or something like that, right? It just, yeah. that does not happen, but uh, it has, yeah, you know what I mean. You know what yep, I mean. no, I get it. Okay, mm. interesting. Interesting. Anyway. You get people like that, like that woman. <laughs> who would never, like, go attack somebody because they're a different color, but in casual conversation would definitely express some racist beliefs. Yes. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I don't know. It's progress, I suppose, but still not quite there yet. Mm. No. Anyways, uh, the TVs. So my TV weekend was kind of disappointing, to be honest. Really? Like, of all the stuff that I'm watching, I can't think of any of the show's episodes that I was like, this is really, really good. Okay. So, Rick and Morty. Okay. Every episode of Rick and Morty to this week's, I considered excellent. Like, really Mm -hmm. good in some way. Right. This latest episode, I consider entirely forgettable for the first time ever in season four. Hmm. Which, I don't know, it's not much to complain about. If you've done three and a half full seasons of your show, and they've all been really, really good, and then you kind of drop the ball on one, it's like, all right, you've done really well for yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back, right? Right. Okay, so I'm not super complaining about the show as a whole, but just nothing about this episode is great, in my opinion, at all. So, eh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes from here on. I hope it's not a sign of things to come, but... Now nah, the entire show is ruined. I know. The show is going to be horrible from this point on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what about Maybe. your other shows? Mr. Robot doing okay? Uh, Mr. Silicon Robot Valley? was good. It was very much a table-setting episode, though, where it's like, okay, mm. we did everything last episode. We're going to do some things in the next couple episodes. But this one is really just getting people to where they need to go. Hmm. So it was like a lot of riding in a car or waiting in an airport for your flight to arrive or (laughs) things like that. Uh, Going to somebody's apartment and convincing them to come with you. It's just like not much happened. Mm -hmm. I do want to say spoiler alert for Mr. Robot, though. Those of you who are uh, who are not not, who aren't quite caught up yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there is a member of the Dark Army who is just this random dude who, like, sells used cars and writes novels for a living. And he also works for this incredibly, like, conspiratorial, violent cult, basically. He's a, uh, like, a hatchet man for them, literally. He hatchets an FBI agent to death a couple seasons ago. Hmm. And just, like, he's an incredibly pleasant individual. He's one of those, you know, like, really good sociopaths that are super interested in murdering folk, but also can hold a pretty nice conversation at the same time and actually get you to like them a little bit. Right. So that's his character. So basically in the last episode, they managed to pull off their heist and they stole all the dark army's money, yada, yada, yada. And it was this big heartwarming thing. And now they're on the run, basically saying, we think they're going to try to find us and kill us for what we did, which is entirely fair. So they get to the airport and, you know, they have a couple hours to kill before the flight shows up. And one of the characters goes over to the bookstore and is just browsing through the books and then looks up. And this dude is there, like in hmm. the bookstore. And just he claims to be there by crazy random happenstance. Like, I'm just here in the, here in the same airport that you are in the same bookstore that you are at the same time that you are. But I'm just here for reasons 
We don't no. You're worried that I'm gonna try to kill you? That's ridiculous. I would never do that. We don't even care anymore. We've lost all interest in you guys. And I'm like, no, warning, go run. Get out of here. So he doesn't do anything. Okay. Like Okay. He lets you know, she leaves the bookstore, he doesn't chase her or follow her or anything. Does he buy a book from the bookstore? Uh well he's there. I don't know. Again, we don't know why he's there. Hmm. Although, one of his more recently published books is on display, and he autographs one of these books for this person. So, so he's also famous? A sort of. I mean, he's, he's an a, author. I don't know that he's... He's a recognizable that, author. Uh, yeah, to some extent, sure. Yeah, famous. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, whatever levels of fame you want to argue with, yeah. Anyway, so what bothers me is this this is FBI agent, the John Wick one from last week. Right. Oh, she survived uh, having like a punctured uh, lung. Oh yeah, she's totally fine. Uh, I mean, not totally <laughs> fine. Alien inconvenience. She had to have surgery and whatnot, so not oh, totally okay. fine. Fair enough. Uh but enough that she's like walking about the airport at some <laughs> that feels like a little bit too soon, but I don't know anything about medical science. Anyway, so she relays this conversation to her buddies and is like, We don't have to run. They're not looking for us anymore. And we're like, are you the dumbest person alive? <laughs> Why would you trust him? What else is he doing at this airport right now? Oh, it was so annoying. So it has not come to a head yet. That was towards the end of last week's episode. Mm. So I don't know that I'm right about this, but the gullibility on display is just mind-blowing. Mm. And in fairness, she recently did have surgery and went under anesthetics, and who knows, her brain's maybe all sorts of messed up. Maybe she's more trusting because of the drugs that she's on. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So that's Mr. Robot. Really just kind of, again, not much happened other than that. Um, But it was fine. Watchmen was crazy nuts. Uh, long story short on that one, what I'm mostly annoyed about is we talked about Dr. Manhattan last mm-hmm. week. We mentioned it. Okay. So he reveals himself as Dr. Manhattan. He's kind of calibrating like who he is and where he is at this point because he's been somebody else for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, huh, so hmm, these Nazis are going to shoot me with a tachyon laser and capture me, and there's nothing we can do about it. And I'm like, wait, what? How? you are omnipotent and omniscient. There has been nothing shown that can take you by surprise or hinder you in any way in your entire existence in this show and the Watchmen universe. What are you talking about? Yeah. And, then it, and then it happens. And then he gets hit by a laser and he gets poofed away. And we don't know what happens after that, but I assume it's bad things. Hmm. So, I don't know. That was the thing. Uh, There's a little bit of a back to the future deal where because Dr. Manhattan experiences time all simultaneously, he is apparently simultaneously having a conversation with one character back in 1985 while having a conversation with a different character right now. He experiences all time simultaneously. Yes. How does he... Like, how is it not just like, well, how, how does anything surprising or bad ever happen to him? He could be able it to doesn't. counter that. It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. That's why doesn't. this laser makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's also been missing for 30 years. How did they develop a laser to work specifically on him? Mm-hmm. They, they clearly didn't have anything to test it on. He's unique. Nope. I would also like to point out that these are backwater Nazis from Oklahoma that managed to figure this out somehow. Mm-hmm. So, I got nothing for you, man. None of this makes sense. I'm really interested to see how they try to pull it off in the next episode. Because right now, I am kind of out on it. It's a fever dream. (laughs) Maybe. Anyway, well, what's funny, too, about this whole omnipotence thing and experiencing time all at the same time. Like, all three of his relationships he tries to have with women end because he's super annoying with it. He can't (laughs) stop being like, we're going to have a fight tomorrow. And they're like, what are you talking about? We're not. And then the fact that he brings it up brings up this irritation to the level that he won't shut up about it. Then they have a fight, and he's right. But hmm. I can see why this would be incredibly annoying to be around this person all the time. Like, yeah. If he could just learn how to shut up about the things that he knows and the things that he sees, I think he'd do a lot better in love. That's all I'm trying to say. Hmm. Okay. 
So, Dr. Manhattan, uh, for love tips, you can email falconpaladin at gmail.com. We'll have some answers for you. Anyway, still good TV. <laughs> just really good acting, really good uh, special effects. Just good atmosphere. I'm enjoying it. I really just want to see how they pull this off, and I think that's probably the idea. All right. Yar. What else is going on? Uh, so that's kind of disappointing. Griffin Moore is kind of disappointing. Mr. Robot is kind of weird. Uh, what else is on my weekend list? Ooh, My Hero Academia. Okay. So just quick rant on that one. Spoiler alerts again. Uh, so one of the big three, his ability is that he can eat food and then manifest the abilities of the food that he eats. So if he eats, like octopus he can do octopus tentacles out of his arms okay small example so he's in a fight and they very specifically point out that he's carrying pouches of food that he can use to eat and then on the fly kind of whatever he needs he can get these abilities right right yeah so during the fight he ends up eating a crystal like another an evil dude's power is that he can push out crystals from his body and kind of harden himself and it gives him some punching power so mm -hmm. one of the big three dude eats one of the crystals and then can do the same thing, which really catches the bad guys by surprise because they were expecting if he ate food, yeah, stuff could happen, but not that he could actually eat non-food material. Non-organic substances. Right. But I mean, even he hasn't been shown to be able to eat like grass or like really specifically is said to be food. Food, which I guess meat in particular, because it's never been like he ate a banana, a rice ball, and now he has the ability of rice. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. or a banana. Exactly. He's yellow. He has a lot of <laughs> potassium. He lays down on the car <laughs> on the ground, and Mario Kart spin out. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like it's, it right. sounds like a very weird power. It sounds like yep. he's just doing like a DNA process and gaining abilities from that. So you would assume meat, like and that's all he's ever DNA. shown. It's like birds, octopus, beef, things like that. Yeah, what you could then assume is that uh, the guy who can produce crystals is producing. Uh, like, whatever it is, is still coated with his DNA because it's his quirk. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I like this so, answer. So, it, it's crystal, but it's organic. So. <laughs> because it's, it's, not, it's not naturally occurring. It's coming from this right. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Okay, that makes more sense. I would also get the same powers uh, if he was to eat something Yaoyorozu ate, then. Oh... Combining powers. Yeah. That's not, not a bad idea. What I was just annoyed with is if you have this ability to get powers from anything, why are you only packing food? Why wouldn't you have mm. figured this out during your training through all the many years you've been working on this? Like, let's but eat I, like a steel nail, and now I have the power of steel. You know what I mean? Right. The, the problem is he, he still has to eat the thing, right? He still yeah. ends up with a, a, a nail in his stomach. That'll well, not, not a nail, but like a ball, a little ball of steel, tiny ball of steel, right? You can pass that. Right, but it's not going to hurt you. How big is the food he's shown to eat? Like, does it have to be a lot or a little? Like a handful? We don't, we don't know. We've never seen him uh, eat it on screen. It's always like, I had a beef bowl for breakfast, and now I have uh, bowl <laughs> powers, right? Well, okay, so if you had to eat a bowl of steel, would you do it? <laughs> He didn't eat much of the crystal. That's the one thing we've seen him eat. It was a little bit of crystal, like the size of, I don't know, like, I'm coin? trying to use, I know, right? Coin, like a bigger coin, whatever bigger coins you have. Like a 50 cent piece. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It was like a 50 yeah. cent piece. It was all it was. And then he's like busting crystals all, all over his body. Hmm, okay. So that is the one time. So it wouldn't hmm. take a lot, I don't think, but I don't know, man. We'll see how they... Again, not really much time to explore it as it's in the middle of a fight and the episode ends. Right, okay. Right. Also, I'm just bothered that Deku hasn't done anything for a while. I was like, look, man, this is the story of how you became the strongest superhero. And you haven't done anything for like four episodes. Get with it, man. <laughs> Fight something. Punch something. Kick something. 
Break something. Break something? <laughs> Maybe that's I'll it. They're like, tired of Deku getting hurt. We just won't have him fight anything for a while. <laughs> yeah, and just ride him out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, good times. Good times on My Hero Academia. Oh, and then Silicon Valley series finale on Sunday. Okay. So they kind of did the gimmicky thing where it's like, now it's 10 years in the future, right? Have you All seen right. that before on shows? Um, Parks and Rec did it. I've seen that sure. one. Anime do time skip all the time. Yeah. Okay. But specifically for the series finale, where they're like, this is where these characters are 10 years from now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've kind of seen that on, like, How I Met Your Mother, I think. Oh, yeah. That's a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Although it kind of starts with that, too, so... <laughs> like it works that throughout the entire show and then the yeah. end of the show is oh the mother doesn't matter she was dead the whole time right which yeah. is one of the most gutsy calls I've ever seen a TV show make in my whole life that's amazing I've seen a, I've seen a lot of people hate how I make mother's ending I actually have no problem with it <laughs> like in an ironic way what do you mean like it's so stupid you appreciate it or you think it's legit I think it's fine oh. I, I don't know I like the entire show is like supposedly about how how he meets like their mother, yeah. But she's not important to any of the episodes except for the last season, right? right. It's uh-huh. like what I enjoyed about the show was not the idea that oh we're gonna find out who these kids' parents is. Ooh, no, it was just like <laughs> the random fun that you had with like five friends in a bar. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, no. fair enough. For someone I've never watched any of it, so ta-da. Hmm. Fair enough. It's good. Mm-hmm. Good. Anyway, back to Silicon Valley. It's uh, It was kind of a fun ending. Like, basically, in this episode before, which I talked about on the podcast, they developed an AI that was able to uh, just improve their internet network that they were building. Just kind of on, like, machine learning on the fly improve it. Mm-hmm. So what they figured out is that their AI is also breaking encryption okay in an effort to speed up the processes of things it's breaking down encryption so it can transfer more quickly okay and it's slowly or quickly depending on your perspective getting better at breaking encryptions like to the point that within a week it's breaking the encryption that tesla has on their cars Mm. so they're basically saying okay if we release this into the world it will break all of the encryption everywhere rendering encryption useless for all time mm-hmm. we basically have to shut this down that would be bad yes yeah we've basically turned this into the nuclear bomb for the information age right so we have to shut this down and not only do we have to shut this down we have to do it in a way that people won't pick up the research and reverse engineer it and try to figure out what we did so mm-hmm. we have to fail publicly in a way that everybody thinks we just suck and nobody's going to try to do what we did Mm. So it was pretty good. It was pretty good for a series finale where basically it's been all about failure. And then this one is they succeed to such an extent it's too much and they have to sabotage themselves. So I thought it was kind of a fun way to end it. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. So that happened. There was a little bit of like, where are they now? Ten years later. And one of my favorite characters, Mm. Big Head, who's just an idiot that somehow does the failing upwards thing where every time you see him, he's actually has a better job than he did last time somehow. Right. And they show that at the end of the 10 years, he's the president of Stanford University. <laughs> and he's, sure. still, he's still just an idiot, and they don't even try to explain how he got there. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> I love Big Head. So Silicon Valley was good. It ended well. It wasn't an incredible ending, but it was good. Which is hard to do. Sticking endings and landings is hard, so I'm impressed they managed to pull it off at all. Fair enough. Yeah. So that was the weekend. Again, nothing mind-blowing, nothing blew my socks off, but yeah, that happens sometimes. Sometimes the TVs are a little disappointing. It's all right. Okay. Yes. Yes, indeed. What about The Mandalorian? <gasps> Forgot about The Mandalorian. Also disappointed by that. <laughs> There's a real pattern here, man. This is a downer podcast. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you what share you your like? thoughts? Because I've been ranting for a while. Why don't you go first on this one? On the Mandalorian, let's see what happened. Okay, so he meets another bounty hunter. Yes. 
Who's not in the guild yet. No. Okay. And then the bounty hunter betrays him, so he goes and kills him. Yeah. It's a very straightforward episode. It (laughs) certainly is. Nothing super amazing happens, right? It's just bounty hunter does bounty hunter stuff with bounty hunters and bounties. Yep. And then the show ends. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we know anything more about Baby Yoda? No. Do we know uh, anything more about how the Mandalorian is going to keep it safe? No. Okay. Are we any further along in the overall story progression than we were at the start of the episode? No. You disagree? No. No, at any particular point, but at the same time, I kind of don't care about that stuff anymore. I just kind of want to see, like, an actual bounty hunter show now. Right? Oh. Okay. Like, why can't this just be him doing bounty hunter stuff? It's kind of fun. <laughs> well, but, okay. Seeing him, like, negotiate with Tusken Raiders, it was fun. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I watched, I rewatched the first two episodes with my kids tonight. Uh huh. Because they, like, have obviously been way into the Baby Yoda memes and stuff. Mm hmm. Of course. Yeah. They laughed so hard when Baby Yoda ate that frog. It was fantastic. They really enjoyed that moment. I just, I liked the first two episodes a lot. I think they were really well done. I think they did a good job giving us hints at a bigger universe and a bigger story while at the same time having the bounty hunting and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And these last two episodes, last three episodes, it has been kind of like, bounty hunt of the week. Here's a betrayal. Here we took down an ATST. And that's pretty much it. That's all we've been doing. It feels like we're spinning our wheels. Mm. Which you're okay with, I get. Uh, I, I mean, I think, like, macro-level picture, it, the story might just end up being, oh, it's about a bounty hunter who learns he has to do stuff he wouldn't normally ha- do to look after his adopted kid, right? Yeah, and that he, it's just a single that, dad show now. Yeah, that's what it is. Hmm. Okay. How does this end? I have no idea. Right. I mean, so this is about five years after Return of the Jedi, right? Is it? I googled it earlier today, and I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Because I don't think Imperial troops last five years after the Return of the Jedi. Well, they're in hiding, right? Sure. So according to the Wikipedia, it is set in the Star Wars universe five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. I don't like that. I feel Mm. like that's too far in the future for Star Wars. Right. For bounty hunters to exist? Or for uh, stormtroopers to exist? Yeah, because the way they looked was definitely, like, roughed up. They haven't had any, like, proper reinforcements or anything. And I thought that was all great. But if you're telling me that's how they look after five years, I'm like, hmm. Seems like they're actually holding out fine. If you think about it, I mean, how many many stormtroopers existed outside of the Death Star at the end of Return of the Jedi? Millions? Probably, yeah. So maybe these are, like, the five that are left. <laughs> I mean, sure, but then they go to Tatooine, and they're, like, their heads are on pikes, right? Uh-huh. Clearly, the locals did something there. How come yeah. the locals aren't doing stuff here? It's like, these ones look like they've been literally living underground. Yeah. You notice they like never that... leave their hut. They never leave that house. No, but, I mean... Like, what are they doing? It's like, okay, this building is now the official Empire Embassy and also all of the Empire, right? In hiding. This is the one official from the Empire that's left, and he's trying to get himself a Baby Yoda for reasons we don't know. See, I want more of that. More of that. Additionally, if this is five years after Return of the Jedi, I'm assuming this Luke Skywalker is trying to find Force-sensitive kids and train them. Because yes, what else probably. is Luke doing post Return of the Jedi, right? No, that's what he's. That's pretty much what that's he's doing. What he's doing the New Republic and yeah, and setting up the new Jedi Temple, reestablishing the Jedi Order. So, mm. like this, like Mando doesn't know about this. He hasn't heard about Luke Skywalker trying to find Force sensitive kids. They're not broadcasting this news across the galaxy. You well, know, I mean, interesting. In, I think it's the. Force, no, not the Force Awakens. Yeah, no, the Force Awakens. I think Ray mentions that Luke Skywalker himself was a myth. Not that just like he disappeared and like they don't know where he is, but that he he was a myth. That the Empire fell, but nobody really knows who he is, and he's still kind of operating 
from like not the shadows because he's not like actively evil and he's like a criminal he's not the empire like he's not underground but he's not a figurehead he's not in charge of the rebels he's not you know a senator for the new republic he's just some guy out there doing something on the down low yeah and i mean i realize that nobody witnessed him taking down the emperor and darth vader on the death star like that was not a publicly broadcasted event no so, it, like, to me, it makes sense that, you know, nobody knows that Luke Skywalker is out there looking for Force-sensitive things. Like, okay. Mandalorian doesn't even recognize what the Force is. It's like, oh, the baby can lift a thing, right? Yeah. A big thing, but, with, and with his mind, without, that's Without cool. touching it, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. But, again, the fact that it's still five years after, the helmets on, like, Tatooine that they had on Spike's I don't know. They they still look like they would be too new to be five years. It's like why? Okay, the empire fell like almost overnight by the looks of it, and then all these little holdouts lasted five years before they were able to be overthrown. I don't know. Yeah, certain oh, amount backward, of time, sure. I I imagine just backwater places like Tatooine that would have happened with like within a year, six months, not mm. five. Okay. I feel like the time scale is a little off. Well, I think the helmets looked weathered. I can believe that they'd been there for years, and they're just trophies at this point, right? Like, mm, no, because they were they still had blood. Blood only retains its color for like a little while, right? They had blood. Just blood? Turns, yeah, there was blood on the helmets. To the internets. Either that, or it was just like sand dust, red sand dust. Could have been. <laughs> I mean, I possible. swear it was blood. It looked like trooper helmet on a stick. On a stick. On a stick. That doesn't work at all. It brings up, like, crafts. <laughs> like putting a Stormtrooper helmet, like, literally on a popsicle stick. Okay, so here's a shot of him with a helmet in the background, and it kind of does look like blood. Ooh, this mm -hmm. is a better shot. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's one of them especially that seems to have a blood smear across the front. Yeah, the one on the right. With a cracked forehead. Um, yeah, so blood, the color on blood fades is the yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it so. ever rains, which it does. Not a lot, but in five years, it'll have rained at least once. Yeah. Or even just like dust storms on Tatooine would have like mm. Scoured sanded it. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So. I don't know. I mean, all I can tell you is this is five years after Return of the Jedi. So <laughs> if they're screwing up with continuity, maybe they are. Mm hmm. I mean,. This is a show that ha can, like, DNA track anyone from anywhere in the galaxy, but the f the First Order, ten years later, couldn't find Luke. <laughs> right. Yeah, so if they're screwing up continuity, they did it with DNA trackers. Again, <laughs> I would still argue it's very possible the only person this has ever been used on is Baby Yoda. No, they had one for everyone. Like, in the first episode, Mando gets to the planet... After getting that guy from the ice planet, and he has a whole bunch of people in carbonite freezing, and they yeah. verify that they're the bounties with their own trackers by being like, "Does it beep towards him?" Yes. Okay, that's the bounty. Oh, I did forget they, about they, that part. You're right. Yeah, they all have one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the technology yeah. exists, but yeah, they don't have any of Luke's DNA. I guess. I don't know, uh, man. This is Star uh, Wars again. I think. The average Star Wars fan has given more thought to that sort of thing than George Lucas ever did. Mm -hmm. So uh, that might apparently be true about the current holders of the Star Wars an intellectual property, too. Maybe. Maybe. God. Speaking of the current people working on Star Wars, there was a like a clip that I saw where she was like, uh, or an article where Kathleen something. Kennedy. I remember. Yeah. yeah, sure. She was like, we don't have books or comic books to adapt from. Like, yeah. We don't have 600 pages. And it's like, really? You I don't? Yep. <laughs> what happened to all those books? I could have sworn there was this big thing called Expanded Universe that you had. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think what she was trying to say was we're not adapting existing material, so we don't have stuff to draw from because we're doing our own story. Right. If you want to do original stuff, then yes, that's technically all true. But nobody's yes. saying you have to do original content. No. Lots of people would love to see Thrawn on the big screen. Right. But the problem is Kathleen Kennedy didn't make the decision to get rid of the EU. 
she, no. she didn't decide to do that stuff. I mean, maybe she's saying this sucks. We could be pulling from existing material, but we can't because our bosses said no. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't know. I feel I like know. she's in a position where she's like overseeing enough that she could be influential in that conversation. Yeah. Maybe. Don't know. And maybe she's just being over, like overruled. Who knows? Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just can't help but think that the Grand Admiral Thrawn story would be perfect. Like the Empire falls, Admiral Thrawn is out on the outer rim conquering stuff, and he comes back, and he's like, "Uh, <laughs> what happened?" And everyone's like, "Oh crap! It's a new fleet and a new commander we have to deal with." I think mm. it could be good, but nope, yeah. we'll never be good. Well, I mean, the Thrawn <sighs> is back in the expanded universe. They re, like they redid one of his books or something like. Oh, I no, I forgot. I did hear about that. They did res yeah. him on some level. Yes, he was so, in Clone Wars, I think, or Rebels. The Rebels TV show. wasn't yeah. Clone Wars or Clone Wars. Clone Wars was still uh, Lucas. That was pre the Disney purchase. Right, right. And it wasn't in there either. Um, Grand Admiral Thrawn news. Man, I would kill. I would be so happy. If they just did the next trilogy with Grand Admiral Thrawn, I'm on board. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I will keep file that away in my stuff I'm hoping for that we'll probably never get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a long list of things. Yeah. Half Life <laughs> 3. Ah, don't make me sad. I mean, we kind of got it. Alex counts. Have we talked about Alex? Uh, I don't think we have. I don't think so. It's a VR game. So yeah, I'm immediately uninterested. Wow, brutal. I don't have VR, and it's Half Life, something I don't really care about anyway. Uh, you hurt my heart, Somicron. Okay. <laughs> you don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if your heart is that uncalloused from Half Life Three's not being here, that you could be so easily wounded, I don't feel bad. No. Fine. Anyway, they announced Alex. It is a standalone VR game. It's a new game. It's not like Half-Life 2 in VR. Mm-hmm. Looks incredible. Like Looks like there's a level of immersion in VR that has heretofore not existed, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am stoked for it. It's supposed to come out next spring or early summer sometime. And it will probably be enough to convince me to get a VR. So I haven't gotten one mm-hmm. at this point. I'm with you. VR is like, yeah, it's fine, but whatever but there you go half-life it'll get me okay okay yeah so watch this space we'll see if it happens it's very possible that it comes out and everyone's like ah, it's good not mind-blowing and then i never get one so right <laughs> not promising anything here uh-huh. it, it could still be bad <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i mean it's been so long uh, Based on Steam's last, like, well, not Steam, Valve's last oh, couple yeah. games, like Artifact, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. If it's as bad as Artifact, people are going to riot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Brutal. Mm. Anyway, I'm excited for it. We'll see how it goes. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else is going on in the world today. Uh... Politics news impeachment efforts continue for President Trump. I don't really follow it because, number one, there is no way that the Senate will vote to remove him from office. And if they don't do that, I don't see what the point of this is. Uh, Yeah, so that's exciting. Oh, oh, I do. So one of the candidates for president from the Democratic side is Joe Biden, who was Obama's vice president. Okay. An older fellow uh, known for kind of getting a little little touchy with young women which i don't know that he's a predator it's kind of like an old man thing doesn't understand how this works anymore i'll send you some links people know what i'm talking about I'll take anyway he just he says funny stuff like he was at a like a town hall meeting a week ago or so and somebody kind of stood up and challenged him on some things and it got to the point where biden called the dude fat and challenged him to a push-up contest <laughs> <laughs> which what? I know which is 
highly entertaining. And now I've gotten the idea that I want Biden to win the nomination so we get a Trump versus Biden debate where he challenges Trump to a push-up contest on live TV. Did they do the push-up contest? No. Wow. Because this guy actually was not interested. Here's the problem. Trump can't be like, no, because that would be showing weakness to his base. He has to be like... I do 400 push-ups every morning. I'll beat you hands down. And I don't know what happens after that. Like, I would pay money for that scenario to occur. Mm. And the best part is, even if he gets the nomination, it can't be like his handlers will tell him what to do and, like, don't challenge him to a push-up contest, even if you want to. Biden does what Biden wants to do. So he'll throw it out there if he feels like it's the right choice. So that is my new desire for politics. The one thing I'm most excited to see in the future would be a challenge to a push-up contest in a presidential debate on live TV. It would be beautiful. There you go. That's my politics news for this week. All right. (laughs) Do you have any politics news or news otherwise? Uh, No. (laughs) I don't think there's there's anything that tops push-up contest. (laughs) I know. <laughs> no, they're both like eighty. It's the greatest. Uh, First right. one to stroke out wins. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. If you must be removed from the stage on a stretcher, you are disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> Two men go into a ring. Why, why stop at push-ups? Let's 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 then, like do an MMA fight. Why not? <laughs> Oh man! You thought Logan Paul versus KSI sold tickets? Come on! Oh, oh my God! Like a boxing fight? Because they're bo- like they're not paper. MMA. They're old man. Boxing's their jam, mm, okay. right? So, right. oh man, a boxing match between Biden and Trump? I'd pay for that too. I would pay the sixty dollars pay per view fee for that. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. One of them has a heart attack. Guaranteed. Uh, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> But is it getting into the ring or during the fight? Like <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the process, <laughs> having the gloves put on. I don't know, man. Somebody's going down. I, that's, anyway, yeah, okay. yeah. Sports minute. Sports minute. Do we need sports? We do. Do we? We need sports minute. Is there something important you have to say about yes. The sports? Yes. Yes. When I say important, I mean important. To you? Not like. No, not at all. Important to the world. Okay, uh-huh. three, two, one, go. College football playoff is here. So we've got Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Louisiana as the top four teams here, which I, th- I agree with. The thing is, there's not really a fifth team right now that feels like they're left out based on that, which it makes people feel like the top four is enough, but no. Do not give up. We must keep fighting for an eight-team eight playoff or a 16-team playoff. I'd feel good about a 16-team playoff. I know a lot of people would go for a 12-team playoff where the first seeds have a round or um, have a bye in the first round. I'm okay with that, too. But four is definitely not enough. Don't let this year get you off the scent. I, again, I'm looking forward to this playoff. I think it's going to be some really great players. Nobody really seems to be left out here. Again, your uh, opinions may disagree on that one. But uh, let's keep going. Let's keep pushing for the eight-team playoff or the 16. Don't give up the fight. Stop. Hmm. Close. Not as good as last week. Vastly misused the word important. I know. I already told you it's not important to you. It's not important to anyone. Well, I see how this is. It's about time. Somicron, center of the world. It only took you 120 episodes to realize sports doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, ooh, before I go, I do want to say everybody should watch Demon Slayer. Just do it. It's really, really good. That's it. All right. That's all I've got. All right. So thanks for hanging out for another episode of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Check out our merch. Check out the Patreon page for the podcast. You can get super cool stuff, bonus episodes of things, uh, bonus conversations. Summercron has with Fatty, who is a supremely intelligent individual and a good conversationalist. 
Yeah, I want to just call out Fatty for a, real, uh, for a second. I was doing some streaming yesterday, and he jumped in and was like, Hey, do you want to do some team games? And I was playing Halo at the time, and I'm like, sure, I could do some team games. And he was like, right, well, I just want to ladder for a little bit first. So I'm like, alright, so I can keep playing this. Eventually, I go, okay, uh, it's been like, I don't know, 45 minutes. I'll switch over to StarCraft, and I'll wait for him. Yeah. And Fatty kept going, like, alright, if I lose the next game, I'll do team games. I'm like, alright, cool. So I'm just sitting there laddering, waiting. I go 7-2... and two, Right on ladder, Wow, which nice. Is, which which is pretty good. I did yeah. not versus Zerg, so that's probably um, why. That helps. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um and then Fatty just like rage quit his stream and turned it off and left. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought we were playing team games, dude. You don't even say goodbye. If you're like, sorry, I don't think I can, right? Like right, not in right. the right mind. That'd have been fine. But no, he doesn't say anything. He just leaves. Wow. I think I saw him complaining about he's incapable of beating Zerg in his Discord today, so I'm pretty yeah, sure he, he ran into like that. four straight Zergs and just wanted to die. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then Firebird was like, look, man, there's these builds you can use to do better against Zerg. So hopefully he'll learn some of those. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a Zerg try to like do some cheese. And now I, 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 I beat a uh, not Zerg, a, a Protoss do some cheese to me ah. like with like some proxy pylon stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see why he's struggling because even that stuff doesn't work against Zerg. It's true. Doesn't. It's like, it's like at best, I canceled my third. <laughs> All right, that's like the damn you did. Congratulations. All your stuff's yeah. on this side of the map. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right, check those things out. Catch us next week for another episode of the Falcon Paladin Hour. And until then, thanks for spending your time with us. And you take care of yourself. <laughs>